Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? You can make a podcast real easy. You can record and edit your podcast right now from your phone or your computer. And distribution is real easy. You'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So, what are you waiting on? Get signed up. All right, good morning. Welcome to Cosmetology 101. I am your host, Ann Glam. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, If it's afternoon or evening when you're listening to this, welcome. Okay, welcome. From all over the United States, men and women, thank you so much for listening. No matter what your age, just know that it is never too late. So, I'm going to get right into this. I'm just going to give you a few tidbits. Remember, if it's a need to know, most likely it's going to be on the test. And if I say FYI, that means it's just something for you to keep in your mind, or you can make notation of it as well, okay? So, last time, we're going to jump right in. I think we talked a little bit about infection control guidelines. We went over some of that. And I think today, we're going to talk a little bit about safety and first aid. Um, We're going to cover a little bit of that and um, some additional things. I'm going to try to do at least maybe two different podcasts um, within the same day um, just so we can go ahead and get through this material because it is a lot of material, okay? Also, I'll soon be releasing the link as far as how you can get the example of the test questions so you'll know what to expect for that as well I will give some key points on some things that you will need to know how to do okay that's very important um, when it comes to the board okay but again welcome it's a wonderful day it's a sunny day where I'm at here in Charlotte North Carolina so let's touch bases about safety and first aid okay first of all health and safety considerations for you and your clients should be your number one concern Um, when you're working in a salon or spa you want to make sure that you're keeping your clients safe but you want to make sure you're keeping yourself safe as well with that being said we can talk about electrical safety okay make sure you check the outlets to avoid overheating. Remember to replace any missing or broken wall plates. Um, cords should always be in good condition with no frays or cracks. And don't place the cords in high traffic areas. And do not cover the cords with carpet or furniture. Okay. Make sure the plugs fit the outlet. And if the light switches or outlets feel warm, do not use them okay call an electrician to check the wiring okay also this is a given be sure your hands are dry before unplugging the device so now we've talked a little bit about electrical safety we're diving into the chemical safety of things as well 
So with the chemical safety, we're gonna talk about when you're in the nail salon, you will use and be exposed to numerous chemicals on a daily basis, okay? And just know that there's no way around that. From cleaning and disinfection solutions to polish remover and artificial, artificial nail products, okay? You need to be aware of how to properly handle these chemicals. And we're gonna go over a little bit about that as well. Because when you're dealing with chemicals, the number one thing is ventilation, okay? Being that you're gonna be using a variety of chemicals in a nail salon, all right, it's very important that you keep your safe safe and your client safe from overexposure, all right? Artificial fingernail products are made from many chemicals, okay? Um, and on top of that, you're looking at um, the MMA and the EMA, which can cause dermatitis, okay? So if you didn't know, the EMA is called ethylmethylrolate, okay? Ethylmethylrolate, okay? And that's spelled E-T-H-Y-L. And then the next word is M-E-T-H-A-C-R-Y-L-A-T-E. That stands for E-M-A, okay? All right, the next one would be the E-M-A, okay? And a lot of these chemicals honestly have been, in 1974, the U.S. Food and the Drug Administration outlawed a similar chemical okay so just know that a lot of these chemicals can bring on asthma allergies in your eyes um, nose problems and a lot of time nail, nail technicians experience all of those and above so just be kind of you know be, be careful for yourself as well as your clients so the best way to um, to control your exposure to these chemicals is with proper ventilation. Okay, and I believe we talked about the ventilated manicure table as well. I don't know if you can still find those or not, but um, you can go on Amazon and see if they have a ventilated manicure table, okay? Especially if you're talking about trying to go into business for yourself, then you might want to consider that using a ventilated work table. Okay. All right, um, again, you can kind of lower your exposure to these airborne chemicals um, by making sure your trash can liners are changed daily, okay? Um, not using more than your needed amount of product, okay? When you are actually pouring it into your um, dispenser bottles or your containers, that's another thing to look after. Um, overexposure. With overexposure, it occurs when a safe level of chemical exposure is exceeded. Okay, let's talk about overexposure a little bit. So we're talking about ingestion. Sorry for that brief interruption. Sorry for the brief interruption. I am back. 
So we was talking about the ventilated manicure table and we was also uh, beginning to talk about how you can lower your exposure to these airborne materials, okay? So with that being said, again, with the trash can liners, those should be changed daily. Um, no more than a needed amount of product, again, um, that you'll need to work with, whether it be um, in um, your dispenser bottle or whatever container that you're using. Um, try not to use more than what you need. Um, some nail, nail technicians, they wear personal protective clothing and glasses. Um, that'll be up to you as well. And ultimately, you should wash your hands, okay? Um, your arms and face with mouth soap and water several times throughout the day to remove potentially irritating dust, okay? That's very important. That's probably something you're not going to see um, with a lot of these nail salons because a lot of them are not doing proper procedure. But just to give you a heads up, um, this is very necessary. Also, you shouldn't be eating and drinking, okay? You don't wanna eat and drink um, where you're applying artificial nails. You have the methacrylates that are in nail dust and it can be carried accidentally to the mouth or face on a cup or other items, okay? There are many other chemicals, I can't stress that, that are used in a salon that could cause health problems if swallowed. Also, smoking should be banned from the salon because many of the chemicals that you will be using or around, um, they are definitely flammable, okay? So that's another biggie. Now, let's talk a little bit about overexposure, okay? Overexposure occurs when a safe level of chemical exposure is exceeded, which can happen to any professional who works with chemicals, okay? How can we prevent overexposure? So let's talk about some of the overexposure ways is ingestion, inhalation, absorption. So with overexposure, it can occur by not washing your hands after a service or eating or keeping food in the same area where chemicals are stored, okay? That comes in the category of ingestion. Inhalation, that can occur when there isn't adequate ventilation in areas where chemicals are being used. It's important to have the fumes removed from the salon to wear a dust mask when you're filing artificial nails, okay? Especially important if you're using an electronic file. Also, one of the other ways of overexposure is absorption. Okay, absorption can occur from touching or handling chemicals or items with chemicals on it, you know, such as a file, and dust particles are on it, okay? Only apply products to the skin if they are intended to be applied to the skin. So these are the guidelines for overexposure, okay? Need to know, this is a need to know. These are the guidelines to help prevent overexposure. Again, wash your hands, can't say that enough. Wash your hands before and after every service. Avoid eating or drinking while working with chemicals. 
avoid storing chemicals in food or drinks in the same area and you're gonna wash your dishes in an area that's separate from where your implements or equipment are sanitized or disinfected. Also wear protective equipment such as your gloves, goggles, or dust masks when you're performing procedures, okay? Be sure to provide adequate ventilation. Keep all products containers closed to prevent spills and fumes from escaping. That's a biggie. And keep all trash in a covered trash can and empty it as frequently as necessary. And be sure to dispose of all chemicals properly according to your local area regulations. Okay, as I said, that is very, 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 very important. Okay, you're going to dispose of all chemicals properly according to your local area regulation. So, how do we recognize some of these signs of overexposure? Okay, let's talk about it. Signs of overexposure is like dizziness, insomnia, tingling toes, fatigue, breathing problems, watery eyes, sore or dry throat, runny nose, if you find yourself real sluggish, and light-headedness. Okay, those are some of the signs of overexposure. Okay, let's talk a little bit about allergic reactions. Like I said, we're going to try to get through a lot of this because I will come back and do another podcast later. All right, some of the allergic reactions. Um, let's talk about dermatitis, okay? Contact dermatitis is characterized by red, itchy skin and certain lesions, such as blisters appearing in the area that is in contact with the irritating substance. So with that being said, your skin may appear dry, cracked, or scaly, um, there are two types of dermatitis, okay? There's the irritant contact dermatitis, which is ICD, and the allergic contact dermatitis, which is ACD, okay? Both are usually brought on by exposure, either high-low type of level coming from ingredients or chemicals that are found in many nail products. Okay, so you have your contact dermatitis. Um, irritant contact dermatitis occurs when the skin comes in contact with the irritating chemical. And again, some of those allergic reactions are redness, itching, burning sensation, irritation, cracked dry skins. So remember, if you just follow your general guidelines, you know, kind of avoid prolonged exposure to these irritants, okay? You're going to wash your hands and dry them thoroughly immediately after services. You're going to replace towels, which are used during your service if a product spills. Um, avoid touching the hairs on acrylic or gel brushes. Um, avoid touching any product not intended to be in contact with the skin. And you're going to use gloves when skin may come in contact with any potentially harmful chemicals. Okay. 
So that's a little bit about allergic reactions. We covered some of that. Now we're going to talk a little bit about bleeding and wounds. And this is definitely need to know. Okay. When it comes to bleeding and wounds, okay, you got to know that you have to um, cover the wound and apply pressure. Okay, this falls under the first aid for bleeding wounds. Need to know. So, if you have a bleeding wound, the first thing you're going to do is cover the wound, apply with pressure. Two, you're going to elevate the injured limb above the heart. Three, when bleeding stops, apply bandage. And four, never use a turca neck. Okay. If a client is cut or scraped, you're gonna wear protective gloves and wash the cut or scrape with soap and water and keep it clean and dry. This is a need to know. I will tell you that. You will have a written test and you will have um, actually where you're actually going in and you're actually going through the state board to actually show them exactly what you know. So, if a client is cut or scraped, you're gonna wear protective gloves and wash the cut or scrape with soap and water and keep it clean. Okay, you're gonna avoid using alcohol, hydrogen peroxide, or iodine to treat the wound because it can actually cause a long, it could actually cause it to take longer for the wound to heal. So, again, need to know if a client is cut or scraped, wear protective gloves and wash the cut or scrape with soap and water and keep it clean and dry. All right? Always wear protective gloves when you're exposed to blood. Need to know. Okay? Need to know. And call 911 or other emergency personnel if bleeding is severe. Okay? When the bleeding stops, secure the cloth with a bandage. Do not try to remove the cloth that is against the open wound as it could disturb the blood clot and restart the bleeding. Be sure the bandage is not too tight. It could restrict circulation. Okay. Also be aware of the symptoms of shock. The victim will feel cold, clammy, lightheaded, or dizzy. If this happens, keep the victim warm and seated or lying down. So, we did cover for the bleeding wounds. All right, the last thing we're going to cover for today is burns. And we'll go more into burns on the next podcast. Um, a lot of times when you in the salon or the spa environment, you know, there are chemicals, there are heat and electrical burns. All that is a possibility. So, first degree burns, second degree burns, and third degree burns. Okay? And I believe this is more of an FYI, but first degree burns usually affect the outer layer of the skin, which is the epidermis. And we're definitely going to go more into the physical um, aspects <laughs> of cosmetology and the anatomy of, psycho of um, cosmetology. We'll go into that as well. But first, de first degree burns affect the outer layer of the skin. And the outer layer of the skin is the epidermis. Need to know. These burns are usually minor 
It may be accompanied by pain, swelling, and redness. Okay, second degree burns affect both the epidermis and the underlying dermis. Okay, they are accompanied by pain, swelling, and redness and do cause blisters. Need to know. Third degree burns destroy all the layers of the skin and damage underlying tissue, including the nerves. Okay, in a majority of cases, this means there is no pain, believe it or not. So again, it destroys all layers of the skin and damage underlying tissue, including the nerves. And this is the third degree burns, need to know. All right, thank you so much again. Take a breather, whatever you need to do. And when you get a chance, go on to the next podcast where we're going to finish covering um, the burns. Uh, We'll also cover a little bit about choking. Okay. And we'll also cover a little bit about fainting. All the stuff we need to know for first aid. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is Cosmetology 101 with your host, N. Glam.